The year is 2003. I'm Charlotte. I'm Zach. And this is My Marvelous Year. Variant cover. Welcome to My Marvelous Year, the comic book podcast and reading club where we go through all of the Marvel Universe from its origins to today. I'm Charlotte, your comic book rainbow belt, and I'm joined today by a dirty dog who can't stop talking about the alligators in the sewers. It's Zach. How's it going, Zach? Mixing up two things. I would love to yep. be a cool kingpin dirty dog who likes it raw. That but would be an honor. <laughs> you also to be... can't stop talking about those freaking alligators. What's going on with them? And fondling... Uh, the breasts of statues in public. <laughs> oh, yeah. John Favreau, yeah. everybody. <laughs> it's, it's a uh, great moment, to be uh, honest. <laughs> there's a, a lot going on in okay. this movie. There's a, there's a lot. So, as you, as you might have guessed, maybe. If you haven't seen the movie, I don't see how you could have guessed. But this is talking about the 2003 Daredevil movie. I think it's 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. the, the Ben Affleck one, the the, the one that's that's ba- not good. <laughs> you say that like it's one word. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> Ben Affleck. Yeah. Ben, ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah? Uh-huh. Ben, Benny? Yeah, two words. My friend Benny. Bennett. <laughs> Bennett <Yeah>. Affliction. <laughs> as his friends call him. <laughs> Please, yeah. take it away from me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, 2003, directed by uh, Mark Stephen Mark Steven Johnson. Yes. Who we also did Elektra and Ghost Rider, if I'm not mistaken. Not Elektra, but not Ghost Elektra, Rider. Okay. Yep. Never mind. Yep. And uh, it actually wrote it, too, which I, I do want to... Make sure I pin that on him, because watching this, I was like, you know what? This director kind of has some chops. Like, not great all the time, but, like, I think there's some good stuff here. Like, from, a you know, the director's point of view and, like, how the movie's cut up and stuff. And then it just has an abysmal screenplay. Just terrible. Yeah. And I was like, maybe it's, you know, this director just got stuck with a really bad screenplay and they did their best. No, he wrote it. So, <laughs> it's a yeah. It's a yeah. There are some visually, like interesting shots at least like more artsy than you would expect from like once again Daredevil 2003 uh, <laughs> it, it's the opposite for me where I'm like I appreciate how comic booky he lets it be like, yeah. yeah I guess there's some nice looking shots there's there's a few like actually good looking compositions of like yeah Matt uh, Matt as a kid walking down the hall with his dad's shadow framed kind of looking like a devil um, that shot of Kingpin with the uh, the sprinklers going off over him like yeah. in slow motion. I was like, that looks really cool. Yeah. This is, uh, but no, what I'm talking about is the scenes where like the 30 second suiting up scene where Daredevil oh puts on his suit and then just starts like whipping around his billy club and stuff. I was losing it. I was like hooting and hollering and my wife was like, it's so dumb. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not. It's the best part of the movie. Just like <sighs> him hanging out in a black void going... And, uh, I mean, it does capture from the comics Daredevil being an absolute dork and a weirdo, but like not in the way I like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't All know right. if that makes before, sense. Before like, we, yeah, go ahead. Before we go any farther, let me just say uh, this is our variant cover. It's the end of 2003. We're uh, wrapping up 2003 with this episode, and then next week we're going to be moving into 2004 and actually talking about <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis's uh, Daredevil. It's the first episode. Um, you can find the all the comics that we read for the main episodes in the show notes. You can find them on Comic Book, not on Comic Book Herald, on uh, Patreon.com. So that's my here. Get access to the master spreadsheet for a dollar a month. Also over there, you can back us for like $5 a month. Get access to our Slack channel. Six months early access to Charlotte and I's other comic book reading club podcast, uh, Extra Issues. We're covering... Hell Yeah. Uh, right now, we just recorded yesterday an episode with Dave covering Dave Klaus's Eight Ball uh, or Daniel, Ghost World. Daniel Klaus's Eight Ball. What did I say? Did I say <laughs> you Dave? said Dave Klaus. Dave. Yeah, well, <laughs> Dave Klaus, Dan Busing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, go uh, go check that out. Something we've actually uh, been missing doing is uh, if you 
back us for the $15 level, uh, we should be shouting you out on these variants. And we yes. keep forgetting to do that. So let me pull that up right now. Okay. Um, and this is, uh, this is an order of how long they've been backing us. Uh, so some of these people have been backing us since before the show even started. Yeah. Steve, who, uh, aka Naysayer, when we back when we did, used to do the do those has been backing us for like four and a half years so thank you so much steve he, he's been backing the show for longer than i've known about the show <laughs> well enough. the show started in january 2019 and yeah. just through like comic book herald he started backing us in december 2018 and i do think i started listening like at episode one or two but i only joined the patreon after six or nine months um mm-hmm. yes so we have steve we have johannes who's been backing since mm-hmm. basically when the show started coming out Thanks, Johannes. Mm-hmm. Still a very active member of our community, as is the next couple, Peter and Dustin. Still very active, like, every day in our Slack. Oh, and uh, and Lucas and Justin and Madi, the also. Thank you so much. Kyle S, because we've got, like, six Kyles in the Slack. Thank you. Paul, uh, Cody, Brennan, and our latest Patreon backer, Cass, who just joined in like in the last week and has already jumped into the slack and been like a really fun new member of the community so thank you all so much for your backing we really appreciate it um we'll try to do this more consistently we'll probably tack it at the end of episodes of variants from now on but um yeah we appreciate it charlotte you back yes my internet cut out for 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 while there i'm back I (laughs) i was like i thought you were just taking way too long between reading it and i was like this is already boring no, but you just like it cut out halfway through Dustin's name, and I was like, "Oh, I, I, is that cutting out?" And no, my internet just <laughs> gave out. <laughs> so let's move back into Daredevil. Um, so have you ever seen this before? You hadn't, right? I'd never seen this before. I heard about yeah, well, it. Seen were, a lot of. Uh, I'd seen the entire like playground f- playground fights, but I'd n- mm, never okay. seen the actual whole movie. Okay, I had. Uh, I think I saw this in theaters, and then I saw it. Hey, dvd or vhs afterwards i don't actually remember i remember seeing this as a teen and being mildly into it but not like i don't know i wasn't nuts about it or anything but uh i remember distinctly a few things that like jumped out to me as being really cool one bullseye i really always like bullseye um and i still do although cool is not the word i'd use to describe him anymore (laughs) even though i remember thinking as a teen he was cool um and really liking Kingpin, which is funny because he's in the movie for like four minutes. Yeah, it's it's. I didn't think it was such a such a bullseye centric movie. You know what? I do think he's I mean, he's cool. I do think he's really cool. <laughs> not even like <laughs> he's not actually cool, but he's a very fun villain. Couldn't I mean, he Farrell... plays it like just as as if he's a little. He's like my motivation. A leprechaun. Is that, um, I'm like uh, yeah. Well, okay, that's he's just Irish, Charlotte. Come on, that's Colin yeah, Farrell's but like Irish. he can't come help on. but sounding like a leper. It's <laughs> weird. Um, yeah, kind of like a like a sex pervert uh, leprechaun. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like he definitely. It and here's the thing: I don't think um, it doesn't feel like Mark Steven Johnson is directing <laughs> these actors. I think they're all kind of just doing their like baseline competency well yeah and Uh, i don't know if it was something with like the sound or something but did you get the same thing that i feel like every line was like added in post (laughs) like Uh, there were a couple times i could like really clearly tell like the adr and like yeah when when kid matt was being bullied there was an adr line that was like totally just out of sync with his mouth like yeah yeah. it was a full shot of the bully's mouth and it just didn't line up but with the with bullseye i feel like colin farrell was just like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go big with this. I'm going to start, like, uh, sniffing people. I'm going to start, like, yeah. grinning and winking and sniffing my own fingers and, you know, or s- smelling a rose and going, ooh. <laughs> right? Like, I, 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 I got to guess that that was all Colin Farrell just being like, I'm going to give a big performance here. Yeah, um, and he's, he's really, like... There's <laughs> those scene that was really, really fun where he's in a he's in a plane next oh, to like an old great. racist grandma who can't stop talking at him, and he just kills her because of her, he can't deal with that. That was a very like I don't know that that's that's with a fun idea for yeah. That, he just like it. that that scene has stuck with me. Yeah. yeah, he just like if there's an annoying situation, he's just gonna kill the person who's being annoying, and like that's because he just can't stand it. Like he has no he, patience he, for anything. <laughs> That's, that's that's a really fun characterization for, for Bullseye. <laughs> and his like a face, weird like, kid. 
his face was like starting to get like panicked with her yeah. talking so much that he couldn't get it like he was just getting so stressed and anxious that he like had to deal with this uh yeah it was pretty pretty good. i mean I, I like it's a weird comparison but it like it felt like a, a more genuine portrayal of like an autistic person having like a crisis of overstimulation that i've seen in media except it's bullseye <laughs> reacting to an all racist lady <laughs> yeah this yeah. is um this is a really accurate uh, yep, and definitely. respectful portrayal of uh, a bunch of different Absolutely. conditions. Uh, well, you know what? Okay, so as far as him being blind, they at least make a cursory attempt to be like... I, I like the opening scene of, like, Matt as an adult. Yeah. Um, once we, like, find out his, you know, childhood origin. Um, showing, like, the ways that he, like, gets ready. He's got little tags on his suit, braille tags to, like you know, signify what he's wearing for the day. He's got, like, his money in Braille-labeled boxes, and he folds it different ways to, like... Like, I'm assuming that those are actual tricks uh, that actual blind people use to, like, navigate their day-to-day. So, yeah. like, it, I kind of was like, I don't know if Daredevil even needs to do that stuff, but it's uh, it's kind of fun. Like, that, that stuff I dug, even though I don't think they ever did that again in the movie. Yeah, um, it's, like, the, the, the movie starts with him, like, being all in on pretending quote-unquote and he's not actually pretending but like pretending to be a normal blind person that doesn't have any sense compensating that and then he's really like out and open about <laughs> but not just being blind like it's very it should be very clear to anyone who spends 30 seconds with Matt Murdock that he's Daredevil like he he literally <laughs> yeah. has a, a hot lady radar <laughs> like Foggy has no questions radar. about that well no it's not even that Foggy has no questions they establish that him and Foggy both have like it's like a a recurring bit for them because date uh ben affleck uh matt like starts just going wait <laughs> sniff 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 like yeah and, uh, and and foggy's like where where is she <laughs> like, like he knows immediately what that means <laughs> that's not what a normal person does foggy like that guy has superpowers <laughs> let's be clear even electra yeah, like you you're fighting that guy you know he's not like th- there's something going on he's just he's not just a, bl- a blind guy yeah it's yeah, it's, it's I it's mean, the, weird, see, the but, thing, yeah. I don't mind any of that, because, like, I kind of like the tone. Yeah, yeah. Shift of that being, like, big and silly. Like, the playground fight is a very maligned scene, and I get it, because it is weirdly a big tone shift. And I think that's, like, probably the biggest problem with this movie, is that it just jumps tones uh, scene to scene. It will try to have, like, a very yeah. serious, like, emotional moment, and then it will, you know, have a scene where daredevil meets a new woman and then assaults her on a playground because she won't yeah there's very weird he's so uh like entitled to her attention there it's really like to the point where he physically like you know gets into a fight with her to get her name but like uh at the at the cafeteria or cafeteria at the cafe where he asks what her name is and he's like oh i didn't catch your name and she's like i didn't give it he gives the most like this this chuckle where he's just like <laughs> what <laughs> what <laughs> I can't, I can't believe that just happened and it's so funny of just like yeah a woman didn't want to talk to you and he's like well that can't be I gotta tr- I gotta go fight that woman <laughs> yeah fight, like, I gotta I w- go fight her name out of her I was talking earlier about how much of a creep he he is in like. In, like Matt is also a creep in the comic, but it it doesn't feel intentional in the movie. <laughs> it feels like no, it just no. That's that's how so. you behave. That's how you meet a normal woman. <laughs> that's no. Well, she's not. To be fair, she's not a normal woman. Have you seen her eyes? No, I know. Her but like, are... as far as just the the introduction scene at even just the scene at the cafe, that's like that. That's not how you talk to yeah. a person, <laughs> even if you're blind. Okay, so I think up till that scene at the cafe, we have um a very. There's a bunch of stuff in this movie that's like extremely of the time. Right, like that feels in a way that like we just watched um, the Spider-Man movies. I think one and two yeah. already have come out at this point, and the X-Men movies. I think X-Men seems a little of its time, just in like the like its place in the lineage of superhero movies. Of, yeah, you know, like the '90s leather-bound stuff. But like, it doesn't feel. I, I don't think X-Men necessarily feels like it's like this came out in 2001 because there's so many markers of like what people were into in 2001. Daredevil no, has a bunch yeah, it's of mostly that. the costumes. And Spider-Man is yeah. like, it, it's like 60s, 60s comics feelings, feeling in the 2000s. Like it has, it has those marks of the 2000s, but it feels like 
even in the 2000s, it was supposed to be kind of retro and, and giving the things of, uh, of early Spider-Man issues. Yeah. The devil is just, oh, baby, it's all 2000s all the time. I like it. Raw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the the one line. Well, so, I mean, all, all the music, for sure. Like, yeah. Evanescence rocketed to fame, God, I think, that's... in large part because of this movie. Incredible. Like, Bring Me to Life is prominently featured here. Bring Me to Life was like... Like the uh, attached to this, I think there's another Evanescence song, but yeah, it does not. Everyone knows. Bring me to other, life. Yeah, okay. um, which is such a bad scene. The the scene where she is fighting the sandbags is yeah. We'll we'll talk about Jennifer Garner <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> but the the other thing uh, that you can see is the Matrix is yeah. like clearly on every action filmmaker's mind, or at least like the hacky ones who are like, let's just do that. So everything is just like slow motion dodging. And like, but they can't pull it off because they're just using CGI people and uh, it doesn't look right. Actually, you know what? Even Spider-Man does that. There's the scene in the burning building where Goblin throws a bunch of little like bats. Oh, yeah. And Spider-Man does a slow motion spin out of the way. But that actually looks rad in that because I think they're using a real person there. This uh, does not, although I do love, uh, Bullseye breaks the stained glass windows and I love his little like, ha, 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 to catch like stacks of stained glass and he's just and then he turns around and he's so proud and he's like i have 15 stacks of glass in each hand yeah i mean he's very much a little kid (laughs) it's it's pretty funny yeah Yeah. um and then um what was the other thing i noticed oh this is a a weird one but um american beauty that soundtrack was so big i don't know if you're like if you've seen that movie but the uh the american beauty soundtrack by i can't remember who does it but anyway uh, thomas newman it's a thomas newman soundtrack uh it sounds like that here in like in the moments where it's like quiet moments and they're not playing like butt rock yeah um it's uh it sounds exactly like american beauty and they're clearly like aping that um the other big thing about this like throwback era of superhero movies is the like origin style of this which yeah i i distinctly remember this it's so long and it's so long this is not the movie this is the origin of the character. Yeah. Let's, we have to take the first 25 minutes just to explain to you who this guy is. It's not really linked to the rest of the... I mean, it's linked in as much as, like, Kingpin killed his dad, but it's it's like a late movie revela- revelation. Even that is, like, that the doesn't... five last seconds of the origin. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's really not linked. And I remember yeah. this for a while being, like man, these movies just got to get away from this. They have to stop doing... Because it was like yeah. this would be like the first four... You know, you're not going to care about these characters and audiences, like normie audiences, won't be on board with superheroes unless you get like, you know, a really clear, cohesive origin. And I'm like so grateful that we've moved into an era where like kind of people just accept at face value. Like, yeah, he's just a cool like red android who, uh, who's yeah. got a witch for a wife. <laughs> but, and also like to, at this point, everyone knows, especially like a huge character like Daredevil, everyone vaguely knows what what's to do with that, Daredevil's origin, mm, you know? I don't think that's true. I think, I think Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man are probably the three that like you can get away with mainstream culture just kind of having a rough idea of. I don't, I don't know, like, edible. people have watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, they, they get the, the rough idea of kid gets exposed to radioactive stuff, like, that's that's all you need to know, basically. What are you talking about? You're out of your mind. What? Oh, people know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles so that they they it's understand the Daredevil's thing. origins because they're more... I know, I know it is, but, like, even less people are familiar with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You're what? In a, you're in a... Bu- you, you gotta get out of your bubble. I mean, I, d- I don't... I actually always forget about the Daredevil Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle connection. But you're you're people, in a bubble. There's more f- people that are fans of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles than of Daredevil in 2023. Yeah, well, this was 2003, and no one had ever yeah, heard of the enough. Teenage. No, that's not true. <laughs> they were really popular, but I'm just saying. Yeah, like, I'm not saying. I, I don't think they need to do the origin. I just think they could do without it. Yeah, but it wouldn't be that everyone would show up being like, "Well, I already know what this guy's deal is. I don't need to see it." No one. No one knows what Daredevil's deal. No, but like you can, you can get the point across in like you can get the point across in like a thirty-second montage or something. You know. Well, you don't need to tell it. That's the point. You don't actually need to. I don't need to know how this guy got powers. You can just tell me he's got powers. Yeah. And has you know maybe throw in a throwaway line you can mention it, but like yeah, because show me how his powers work and I'll get on board, right? Which is like what the MCU gets now, right? Like we don't really get. I don't know. Black Panther doesn't have an origin, right, uh, in the movies. Like, I mean, he doesn't actually have a great one in the comics either, so it kind of makes sense. But 
Yeah, I mean, in because the the intro scene of his origin, like the big struggle in that, and the the I guess theme of that origin is like him and his dad being like alone against the world and promising to each other to like always keep fighting and keep getting back up. But like that's not the theme of the rest of the movie at all. I guess like right, yeah, the evolution yeah. of the character in the movie is like learning to not kill. I guess like learning that he's supposed to be the good guy and not kill. <laughs> Which is, uh, it comes out of, I mean, okay, so the, 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 the problem with this movie, the, like, overwhelming issue is the screenplay is terrible. The movie's an hour yeah. and 40 minutes. The first, like, 25, half hour, 25, 30 minutes of this is the, like, just kind of isolated origin of Matt as a child. Yeah. And then once you get to the actual movie, it's like, we have to you're, meet Electra, fall in love with Electra, uh, establish that the kingpin... Uh, like defends criminals which sorry we got to talk about the uh the rapist on stand <laughs> you mean joe casada <laughs> yeah jose casada they call him which yep. is really funny that they like they do a ton of those nods which is kind of interesting but just a second let me let me put a pin in that yeah. um they establish all that it's like they establish electra they meet they fall in love and then she's dead like it moves so fast and it just is like we got to hit these bullet points i know people like the director's cut please don't tell me to watch a half hour longer version (laughs) of this movie that like makes it work i can't imagine that it fleshes out it's got like a whole subplot about uh matt defending coolio in court (laughs) okay yeah but like it just moves so quickly and by the time you realize like at the end you know uh daredevil's like (laughs) <laughs> he's standing over Kingpin who he's just beaten and he's like I'm yeah. not gonna kill you he's like I'm not the bad guy and he's like I hear the police they're coming for you the Kingpin and, uh, and he's like do you hear that that's the sound of justice and I was reminded of the like the Leonard Nimoy Simpsons meme where like <laughs> he teleports away and he's like my work here is done and they're like but you didn't do anything and I'm like wait yeah what did you wait, do wait is this from did... the Simpsons yeah I know that as Salem and me- meme on Twitter Oh, it's, yeah, it's the same, I know what you're talking about, okay. I think it's the same meme format. Okay. But uh, I didn't know that it was from The Simpsons. I, well, there's just a separate joke that I think that yeah. makes the same joke. Um, but at the end, I was like, wait, so you, are you, like, you've been fighting Wilson Fisk, like, here somehow, yeah, the, with the law, like, I missed something, it just kind of moves, it's so, like, the bare bones structure of the plot is the entirety of the film. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, like, like, the impulse and stuff of the origin that we should get for the rest of the movie, we actually don't get. Like, we don't know f- how long has it been since he's been Daredevil. Because, like, it feels like... I mean, I was expecting it, he was just starting out. But, like, n- no, I th- I think he's been fighting Kingpin's goons for a while. But he doesn't know that Fisk is the Kingpin. It feels like they looked at Daredevil comics and they said, like, okay, what happens in Daredevil comics? It's gonna be Electra. He's gonna be. He's gonna fall in love with Electra, and then she's gonna be killed. Uh, he's gonna fight the Kingpin. He's gonna win against the Kingpin. And the Kingpin's gonna go to jail. He's gonna fight Bullseye. The Bullseye. Bullseye has to fight for the Kingpin. He's gonna win against Bullseye. And they said, "Let's put all of it in the movie." And it, no, that's too much. I mean, you could. I could see it working. I think it just needs. But like. <sighs> Time, characters, motivations, like, yeah. there's just none of that. And I think in the movie, it feels like it's just about hitting those points, right? When Elektra yeah. dies, I was just like, oh, I'm just I'm just watching a shitty version of that scene in the comics, and it doesn't make any sense here. Like, she, how long have they known each other? Two days, it feels like, in the movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, they, had, like, they have fallen deep, deeply in love. Like, they're behaving like they're, like, they've been married for 40 years. <laughs> Well, God, did they... you, I mean, you know what? Like, if I wouldn't have believed that except for that that love making yeah. scene, which is uh, also very very funny to see that in a Marvel movie. Uh, I mean, you know what? Like, I'm not opposed to a sex scene in a oh, movie. Oh no, me neither. But, but it's, the, it's these a very thirteen bad sex are, scene. <laughs> oh my god! Well, it's so funny because they're just like, well, this is you know, we we can't get too into it. So like, you get these weird sex scenes where it's just like, below your waist, you are stationary. Do not move your pelvis. Yeah. <laughs> during this sex scene. They're just like, like just vaguely just caressing each other. Each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, they're just like rubbing each other's necks and like kissing each other's cheeks. Uh, In an empty void as well. Like, like I don't think. <laughs> I, I mean, they're like, isn't, isn't it just like full black background behind them? Yeah. I think it's just, just a dark room, but yeah. Yeah. 
it's, it's um, yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty it, i mean okay so jennifer garner also well it's weird because the two of them were not yet together but they met on like pearl harbor and then they worked together here and then they got married in a couple of years oh were the actors together after this oh charlotte you don't know your no i don't thousand celebrity gossip at all yeah i they, was uh, three years old zach <laughs> i i know um, yeah, Ben Affleck, I think, was still with Jennifer Lopez at this point. Has a um, thing for she has a thing for Jennifer. Jennifer, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they split up. I don't know if it was before or after this. And then a little, like two years after this, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner got married. And then they split up like five years ago or something. And then they he married Jennifer Lopez uh, last year again. So they're back together. Thank God. Jennifer the Garner, only thing I knew point. about Ben Affleck's love life is he dated Anna de Armas at some point, and that's not even part of your story, so I guess I don't know anything. <laughs> mm. Did he date Jennifer Aniston? Because that would be really funny if it was three Jennifers. <laughs> All the Jennifers. Has uh, <laughs> Jennifer Pokedex. I, I, I gotta look that up, actually. Did Ben Affleck... <laughs> no, okay. Uh, disappointing. <laughs> no, well, although Aniston is one of the few mega-famous Jennifers... <laughs> <laughs> That's a really funny phrase. Um, so anyway, he's, he's still got Garner years ahead is... of him to today, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Garner's really bad in this. Uh, I don't think there's like. But is I don't she think worse Netflix than is... the other actors? I don't know. I she didn't think strike me as worse. particularly. Okay, well, that's just I guess that's my sexism showing. Yeah, but, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I I really don't like Jennifer Garner, so I'm like predisposed. Yeah, maybe yeah. I think I think Juno's the only role i've ever seen her in where i think she's good uh, besides that i think she's kind of bland to yeah bland to bad um yeah i think she's just kind of bland like she brings really nothing to this role i i try, was trying to think rose asked me she was like oh i think she's okay like who would you think is a better electric because i was like i don't think she works because she's got like zero edge to her she's got zero darkness there's no like cool factor with jennifer garner and electra should be like icy and cool yeah it's like, it's not like a teenager basically (laughs) yeah it feels like kind of like smiley and yeah just i mean it's because i've read daredevil and electra comics but like i was expecting her to be like kind of undercover like putting up a front of being more naive i guess or like more of a normal person than it was supposed to be and that the Mm -hmm. that was gonna fall apart at some point and no it doesn't even when she goes on revenge spree just never does Yeah, Yeah, it's a little bit more like the uh, ultimate Daredevil, I think, than the Miller Daredevil. I I guess, but like... She's just like a college student. But that's the case in Ultimate. Like, I don't know, I guess to me they're supposed to be at least in their, like, late 20s to early 30s in this movie. Maybe it's just because, like, he... Matt's already a a full lawyer, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like 30. Yeah. Um, Anyway, my fan casting for this, this time and place is Gina Gershon. Because I think she would be. I'm just gonna pretend cool. I know who that is and look it up. You didn't see Bound, the Wachowski sisters' nope. little lesbian, uh, like sexual thriller, sex- nope. sexual thriller, erotic sexual thriller. thriller. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sex thriller. Well, Charlotte, it's one of the best queer movies in the '90s. You gotta see it. Okay, okay. I only, I only just saw it for the first time. It's the movie that the Wachowski sisters made to like prove to the studios that they had some chops to get the money for the Matrix, and they were huh. like, "We'll make a little like." It's got Joey Pants in it, also, who's here as Ben Urich, who I love yes. Joey Pants, always, and he's really bad here. Um, I think he's really, kind, like, this role is such a bad fit. Like The look of, like, 2000s Ben Urich oh, is God. really funny. At one point, I paused on his face, and I was like, God, he looks terrible here. Like, the bald head, and the the gla- those sunglasses, and the earring. Ugh. Yeah. Just, like, hard to look at. Um, yeah, not, not very good. Okay, I want to say who i do like here i think michael clark duncan is incredible incredible yeah. casting for kingpin and gets nothing nothing to do but does a good job in like the four or five minutes he's on screen i mean and, he's like, really, really good in the final fights more. i feel yeah. like he, like just well, the screen that the... physique is like is there another human yeah. who has the exact kingpin physique like yeah. he did like really even nuts. like when he's just like reacting to having been bit and like him uh, matt not killing him like he just yeah he's great he's he's incredible that's Having like been the, bit Did bitten sorry him? bitten bitten be- be- beaten beaten oh beaten. yeah sorry bitten. <laughs> okay. bitten no no i was like i don't remember matt biting him but like <laughs> no. yeah. 
<laughs> Maybe. Or something. When Morbius flew into the scene and bit Kingpin. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it feel Morbin like... Time. I, I was just thinking, like, they just don't make this kind of superhero movies anymore. And, like, no, they, they do. It's just Sony's Spidey villain movies. That just look down yeah, like it's def- definitely the, the closest kind. analog is, like... Yeah. Uh, Venom, I Venom think, the first and Morbius Venom, and, and Craven is like, to be exactly the same. You know what? I'm not excited about Craven, but I will say <laughs> some of the action in that Craven trailer no. kind of looks decent. Like it looks like it might have some like good action in it, uh, like hand to hand stuff. They're Maybe, pretty good, but it also know. it's just like it's a movie that I I don't understand. I I just can't wrap my head around what they're doing. <clears throat> Yeah, um, it's it's, it's anyway. baffling. <laughs> uh, John Favreau, I think, is actually the standout here as Foggy. I think Ooh. he's really funny. Uh, he made me laugh quite a bit. Like the <laughs> the uh, him getting paid in fish for like you yeah know, the <laughs> yeah that's funny. Thing and then being like you know I salsa dance on the weekends, but you don't see me shaking my ass to pay the phone bill. <laughs> that line really yeah, got no, me. Okay. It's not even that good of a line, but, like, his delivery of it really works. And that is a fun idea that, like, (laughs) Foggy being incredibly mad at at Matt for just, like, taking pro bono cases and them getting paid in anything their clients can get them. And so, like, their office is just full of random stuff. Like, that's a fun, better idea. What does he call it? He's like, it looks like... He makes some kind of TV show reference that I didn't get, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I can't can't remember what he references. But, like... I, I said to Rose, I was like, it's so funny that, like, five years after this, he was like, I'll just do this character. I'll do the sidekick again in Iron yeah. Man. Like, I'm happy yeah, just like, to, you know, Happy Hogan happy. is the exact same character, yeah. And, well, and Rose was like, yeah, I think I really like Happy better and kind of figured out that it was, like, at least... <laughs> the issue with Foggy here, I actually think he's really funny and, like, he's kind of charming. Except that he's extremely morally dubious. Um, yeah. Because this whole thing is like, please, Matt, I want to defend a criminal. I want to be a mob lawyer. And it's like <laughs> sold as him being like kind of cutesy. <laughs> it's like it's kind of actually messed well, up. Yeah, because I wasn't Matt's sure like, at first, like, if he just doesn't know that Fisk is a criminal. Like if everyone just thinks he's like a, a normal well, normal billionaire, I guess. Like, no, mm-hmm. I think everyone kind of knows he's a criminal in this universe. Like, it's very unclear just because we don't get any kind of introduction to what Kingpin's role is in his universe. We just know that there's a Kingpin and there's also Wilson Fisk. And, like, it's a surprise to Matt that those two are the same person. But he also kind of knows that Fisk is a bad guy. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense. It's not that it doesn't make sense, but it's like you have to piece it together and, like, you're not quite sure what's going on because there's no... You you get 20 minutes of an, an origin story that doesn't matter where you, and you don't get the actual, like, exposition that you would need to the actual story. Yeah. I do want to say, I actually kind of like the origin. I, like, I, I think it just doesn't work structurally with the movie, but, like, I was I was engaged during it. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I think I think it actually kind of works. Like, the kid's fine. The, the dad is good. Uh, I think, like... I think, actually, the movie, like... Hmm. I think it generally looks okay. I think it's shot well enough. And sometimes it's lit really well. The scene where Daredevil's in the hallway beating some guy who, you know, then, like, it's the scene where Daredevil first goes, I'm not the bad guy. Like, yeah. starts crying <laughs> to a yeah. criminal. I think that scene actually looks great. His, like, red leather in the darkness, like, just coming out of the darkness looks really good. The The only problem I really have with this is the color grading they amplify and saturate the uh, the color sometimes in really insane ways that washes out the image. Um, and it's too bad because sometimes I'm like this, like it's kind of a gritty, dirty movie a lot of times, especially during that origin sequence. Yeah. And sometimes that's kind of obscure. Like when he actually gets hit with the radioactive fluid, there's a bunch of red barrels that like hold the radioactive yeah. stuff. And so like in that scene, they're like amping up the red specifically in his hair like looks insane like and you can tell it look they've dialed up the red because his hair never looks like that again in that moment so um yeah that was kind of a downside but otherwise i kind of think it looks okay and i kind of like the uh yeah i, I think the origin is pretty good in the suit oh my god the suit looks great i think this suit looks incredible i you was so, so into this oh yeah. I, oh, I yeah. don't like this <laughs> Well, I guess, so first thing it's, it's, is I think the horns are too short I feel like I don't know it's, it, it feels like it, they're short enough that in most scenes you don't see them so it just looks like fully flat which like I don't know for Daredevil I'm at least expecting to 
Like, it feels like no criminal should have, like, paid enough attention to his face to know that there are horns here. Like, it's <laughs> very much not visible enough. Uh, and, I don't know, it's like, it's it's just... No, I, no, I, I dig him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's very the, 2000s leathery. I, I don't I don't actually agree with that, really. I think it's way less dated than, like, the uh, the Netflix show. I think the Netflix one looks exactly, like, of that era of, like, you know, it can't look too superhero-y, so it's going to look like kind of like a stuntman or like a <clears throat> motocross, you know, athletic gear. Yeah. Um, where this is just, like, cool red leather. Uh, I think this is this is a little more timeless to me than the Netflix one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I also I, don't love the like the the actual face mask. It, it, I, the face mask has a scowl built into it, which is really funny. And also, <laughs> he looks like Hugo Weaving and the, with that mask. And I can't explain why. Oh, he just looks God. like Hugo Weaving. Charlotte, you're exactly right. Holy shit! Yeah, doesn't he? I just looked at it and immediately saw what you meant by that. <laughs> I, th- I think oh my it's God, the scout, like, he has the perpetual, like, eyebrows mm-hmm. of Hugo Weaving with that, like that. Well, he, and he also has a little bit of a bug-eyed, like, yeah. the, the <laughs> mask gives him a slightly bug-eyed appearance. I, I'll, maybe the eyes could use a little adjustment, but, like, yeah. overall, I actually think this, I think this costume rules, which does remind me that there's a great moment in the movie where, um, where Bullseye goes to Kingpin, and they have just some of the worst dialogue in the, <laughs> the movie, Kingpin is pouring himself a cocktail after not having shaken it or mixed it. It's just sitting in a, f- <laughs> a freeze, <laughs> yep. sitting in the fridge already. I don't know what's going on. Um, He turns to Bullseye and he goes, there's a common saying that uh, a proud man always falls or something like that. And it's like, that's not a, that's not a <laughs> saying. Like, what do you, t-? like, he says it like he's, said a quote but he just says something kind of like really generic and pulls on his it feels like he just misquotes like pride goes before the fall but like he just says like exactly if you're prideful you're gonna die or something like it's like no that's not not the same (laughs) (laughs) and then this it's bad like all the writing the writing is passable to bad the the one line is like wait wait at the end of the scene though bullseye goes one thing i want a costume and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I love that. One, it's just a funny line. Two, I love the idea of this villain coming in and being like, I want to get, like, I want to play, right? Like, I want to yeah. get on board in, like, this kind of, like, f- like he sees the fun in this. I think yeah. that actually is, like, a fun character choice. And then he never gets the costume. They don't change his costume at all. He's wearing the same exact clothes next time we see him, and he never changes. Oh, is he? I thought he was like he got a new coat or something. I no, was saying enough. It's the attention. same jacket that he has at the bar at the very beginning when he kills oh, that man with paper clips. It's infuriating. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, that's so cool. Like, what a way to hype me up for to see him next. And then, and then we saw him again when he kills Electra, and I was like, oh well, maybe. Maybe he just doesn't have it yet, right? Like, it takes time for these things, and we'll see it in the last scene, but no. Mm-mm. Do you think it's it was, like, uh, sequel bait? Like, no, he dies never this. happened. He, no, no, did, you, did you not him. see the post-credits scene? He's, like, in a hospital, and there's, like, did you, <gasps> there's, like a scene after the credits the where he's, like, scene. in a full-body cast in the hospital, and there's, like, a, mou- um, a, a, a fly flying around, like, annoying him, and he just, like, throws a syringe at it and kills it on the wall. Like, it's teasing That's that really he funny. would come back. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, I didn't. Uh, you, I, I will say, okay, so what this movie did, and, and I don't want to say this movie's better than X-Men 2. Like, I don't... Oh, boy, don't that'd be quite wa- a statement. <laughs> I don't want to say that I was less bored watching this than I was during X2. Like, X2, yeah, I got I, really I, bored, because at least this I kind of, get like... that. I mean, one, I think it's just sillier, and, like... And kind of moved between like big set piece and big set piece. Shorter as well, quicker and and surprise. Yeah, it's got. Uh, yeah, it's like twenty five minutes shorter. Um, yeah. And also because it doesn't yeah. start before like twenty minutes, it feels like just there's a long intro and then it's just an episode of TV. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I guess that's true. And the the other part is that this made me want like this made me really want to read Daredevil comics. Like, huh. which is, you know, one of the best feelings, like, a superhero movie can do is just make you be like, ah, I love Daredevil. Like, Daredevil's yeah. so cool, and, like, I want to go read these comics. Whereas X2 did not excite me about the X-Men or, like, get me, you know, revved up. I mean, I'm a little biased. I like Daredevil the most. But um, they they lean into a lot of imagery from the comics in this in a way that, like, would be fun if it was fleshed out a little more. But, like, 
it opens with that scene of Matt like draped over the cross. Uh, like they yeah. use a lot of Frank Miller imagery. I love that shot. I think that shot's really cool. Moving up the church and then he's just like hanging off the uh, the cross there. The Electra being, you know, when she gets stabbed through by Bullseye, the like classic like sigh poking through her shirt in the back. They like make sure they hit that. They do the um, well, like you were just saying, uh, Bullseye in the hospital in a full cast. That's like yeah. right out of the Miller run, right? I feel like there's something else too that's like <clears throat> like classic. Uh, Miller, Klaus, well, you see stuff, it like but... in, there's a lot of church scenes that like might be from from this comics. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, there's also a ton of creator references. Like yeah. we said, uh, Jose Casada is a rapist on trial. Who <laughs> the <laughs> scene, weird choice? It, it's kind of like like an 11 year old's idea of like I don't know like how court would work if you were like all right you have to write like the bad guy in a court seat like he's just like. If you're being accused of sexual assault, you don't get up on the stand and just being like, everything was consensual, and she loved it. She loved it. And he, like, basically is just going, like, la 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 like, wagging his tongue and just being like, it was a great time. Like, I'm doing a Trump. I guess I'm leaning into Trump now, which I guess is because Trump would just... <laughs> yep. That is what Trump did yep. and said during his uh, sexual assault trial. Okay, so <laughs> maybe you would do this and get away with it. Um, he didn't... He, didn't exactly get away with it. Anyway, it's really funny. It's just, like, insanely cartoony. The guy, like, just leering in court over this. Um, and then Daredevil cuts him in half. <laughs> like, that surprised me. I had forgotten that, like, this Daredevil is just, like, time for justice. And then, like, he gets severed down the middle. Oh, no, and they no, make no. a joke he's about not, it. He's not saying time for justice. He's saying, you're seeing that light on the tunnel? That's not heaven. That's the sea train, which is an incredible 2003 line. <laughs> Especially because, like, uh, yeah, it's the train. What are you talking about? Well, of course it is. What do you mean? <laughs> like, it's such a funny line that, like, is unnecessary because it's not like you'd be like, oh, man, I did think that was heaven. <laughs> but it's a train. Like, you're on a train track. Of course it's a train coming towards you. <laughs> it's so strange. I, I love that they make the joke that he gets cut in half, though. They, like cart away his body on a stretcher and then they cart away a different half body on the oh yeah in the other direction and it's like a and like ben Urich is like oh that's 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 jokesada oh and that's the other half of jokesada yeah, yeah exactly um and then do... there's like a a, a say what's the word a scientist uh, who takes care of dead people that's that's not a word mortician mortician thank <laughs> you <laughs> Listen, sometimes I lose my English, okay? Um, yeah. <laughs> called Jack Kirby, which... Okay, and played by Ke Kevin Smith. Played by Kevin Smith. Very bad uh, performance here. Yeah. But, like, yeah, strange, because I was... I, I mean, I know, like, Kirby did not invent... It, it's weirdly, like, the only time I've known of where Kirby gets too much credit. <laughs> like, uh, this never happens for Kirby. I think it's about credits, right? Like no, it's... no, but but they make a ton of other references to comic yeah. creators, and they're all like those are all correct. Like there's a Ramita reference, I think. There's uh, yeah, I missed that one. But there's a um, like the the boxer mobster guy who approaches uh, Matt's dad says like Steve Ditko, you know. No, he says something like you know like oh yeah, I've got a ton of boxers in my roster. I've got Miller, I've got Jansen, I've got uh, oh no, says, right, but I th I think the boxer he says Miller, is... Bendis, and Mac. Like no, I just just like because I just want to yeah, point out how weird it is. Like Miller makes all the sense in the world. Bendis and Mac just started their Daredevil run at this point. Yeah, like, they're less than two years into it, so to be like throwing out their name is like really interesting in this. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. Like clearly they were into the comics. Okay, sorry. Go on. What were you gonna say? Uh, no, it's just I think I think the name of the boxer that uh, Matt's dad is fighting at the end is actually Steve Ditko. Like I, I think that was written on a banner somewhere. Like, or maybe maybe oh, that was really? John Romita. Okay. Maybe that's that where I saw John Romita. And, and they mentioned yeah. Lee at some point, even though and he is in it. And but he's they in do it. Yeah. Mention Lee gets a name drop for something. Um, yeah, which is kind of fun. I love those little things. I like the, you know, I love Miles Morales opening his phone and like Brian Michael Bendis being like, and Sarah Pacelli being in his contacts. But like, uh, that's, that's like, like, that's a one second thing. This is like the whole movie, which I, to me does get uh, kind of annoying. <laughs> like, it's a, Oh, I mean, maybe because only because you know it, like the vast majority yeah, of people 
Probably, oh, like I, I it, it is I, kind I, of I up its own ass. Like where I don't know if, like, an Avengers movie where all the characters that aren't superheroes are named after like names of creatures that have worked on the Avengers. I don't know. That's that's kind of weird to me. Like the, that's not a thing that happens anywhere else. Where every well, certainly they shouldn't after... call Kevin Smith Jack Kirby. Like that one is the yeah. one that doesn't work. I don't think that's um, very weird. Him, him just name dropping, being like, "Yeah, I got you know boxers like Bendis Miller and Mac." Like, all right, that's fine. I don't know that that doesn't bother me. But also, like, I don't know, like calling a what a rapist that Daredevil beats up after yeah, one well, of that's... the creators that have worked on the comic <laughs> feels like oh, it feels like a weird like weird joke played by the the creators, and that's like oh, that's mm. not that's not great. <laughs> no, it's not very flattering. For yeah, sure. I yeah, I don't know. I I mean, it doesn't bother me, but like, it's uh, if I was Joe Joe Casada, I'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> Why'd you name yeah. that guy after me? Um. <laughs> Uh, there is a Karen Page, played by an extremely, like, young and cute Ellen Pompeo. Um, one of her last film roles, which is just wild, huh. before she moved on to Grey's Anatomy. Maybe Grey's Anatomy even started at this point. Where did it? When did this that movie or that show start? Okay, a couple years from now. It's so funny, like, she stopped making movies <laughs> right after this. And it was just like, I'll just do Grey's Anatomy from now on. And become yeah. one of the richest people, richest actors in the world. Um... And he's, he also Let's... gets dumped at the beginning of the movie by, like, w- uh, like a character that was from, like, the 80s or 90s. Maybe the... And the cent- Oh, no, that's way earlier. 70s. <laughs> from yeah. Mar- oh, Heather Mar- Marv Wolfman. Yeah. Damn, damn, yeah, that's, that's an old character. Yeah, yeah I, I was wondering if that was... I, did, I was yeah. wondering if that was, like, his girlfriend from the current comics we were reading, but no, that's not, that's not the same character. Yeah, she's, like, a 70s and 80s character. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Uh... <clears throat> I think it just like man I uh I it really made me long to see the version of this that like if they had just given this to Sam Raimi after Spider-Man because I think you could make this work without changing the tone like hugely yeah I think it's kind of, like Sam Raimi already kind of balances like the silliness and the like path- pathos in the like overblown comic book stuff right like Daredevil Kind of, I mean, like, I think at some point Spider-Man looks directly into the camera and, like, web thwips into the camera to, like, scene transition. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Like, it's not that different than Daredevil, like, standing there staring into the camera, like, whipping his billy club whip around. Um, it just, you know, needs someone with some, like, storytelling chops. And uh, it doesn't really have that here. It's yeah, really, that's interesting. It, it, it does feel like a very different version of it. Because I don't think you get the, like emo like evanescence feeling to the movie you you would uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with Sam Raimi I, I think with Sam Raimi it feels way more matrix matrixy uh, mm-hmm. than this does uh, so it feels like a very different movie but I, yeah I I do, I do think that's that's interesting and he has that like comic book stylized New York and he can do that from Daredevil and I think yeah the jump yeah, from like, that to yeah. the health kitchen of Daredevil isn't that it, like he could do that definitely um, mm, yeah, I mean, not necessarily, like, it doesn't have to be him, but, like, yeah. I just was, I think you could do a good version of that that still retains the bullseye peanut scene and the, like, yeah, the, the dare, I, I mean, they, there's actually, there's a couple scenes, like, action moments that I think really work, and I think sometimes they do stuff, like, X2, I felt, one of my complaints was that it felt like they had so few moments where we actually were, like, leaning into the fun superpower stuff and seeing it, like, really, like, this is a fun use of a superpower, like, Magneto pulling the iron out of someone's blood is, like, one great example of that, but we just got too few things like that. I feel like, even with Matt's blindness here, we get a bunch of stuff like that, like, I really like, um, like, when he's chasing Jose Casada and the train's throwing off his, like, visual sense him like you, you seeing that he's tapping the metal gate to kind of like give himself a reference point and like reset the world around him uh yeah. as it like reverberates is like really cool um and then i really like the moment where bullseye throws the billy club at well not at him at uh <laughs> jennifer garner's dad here nachios's chest which like can you imagine how fast that thing had yeah been moving to like pierce chest it's really insane um but he's like reaching for it in his visual sense. He can see it. And then there's a explosion. The motorcycle or something blows up and it like 
just creates this confusion where now there's like 15 of them floating in front of him. And it's like just a great little visual design to show why he couldn't catch it in that moment. Um, yeah, and even like Bullseye like using... little grace notes like that. Yeah, even Bullseye using it, using that against him that he's very sensitive to sound and figuring that out and just using that to make a lot of sound to to mess him up. Like that's that's a, that's a fun, interesting way to to turn the tide between a, like a, a fight between two superpowered characters that like are trying to figure out each other's abilities. That's like that's a fun thing from yeah. superhero stuff that you don't see often. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. I do I do think the the abilities are used in fun ways, and even in like the non fight scenes, that's like. The relationship between Daredevil and Elektra is a big nothing, but like him knowing that it's gonna rain and asking for her to stay so that he can see her because with the rain he can. Like that's 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 an, Rose was, an Rose is idea. just yelling at it. She was like, he wouldn't be able to see her eyes. Yeah, the rain is not I had that thought her as well, yeah. <laughs> I mean they clearly just put this like little blue filter yeah. over actual footage, so um Yeah, so I think like there are grace notes to this movie. It's I don't think it's a disaster. I don't think it's good i'm not gonna rush to come back to this i don't even want to defend it as like a even a good movie let alone like great movie but it's not um, exhausting to watch with i i, no, I do think a like, lot of superiors of that era are it's, yeah it it's not tiresome right yeah. yeah like i think i think there are a lot worse movies especially if you kind of have some affection for daredevil like yeah i think and i think ben affleck is okay uh here i don't think he's given that much to work with like i like him as batman i think he again doesn't have a ton in those movies like that's that interesting to work with but like you can almost see him like practicing his batman here yeah <laughs> like sometimes with the growl i'm like that's halfway there you're you're getting there <laughs> um so uh mark stephen johnson went on to direct ghost rider which i think is a little more boring than this huh a little more like standard uh outside of the action scenes which has some like fun gonzo action stuff like daredevil or daredevil ghost rider like getting shot a million times and then like i don't know like regurgitating the bullets and then firing them out of his open mouth like at a bunch of bad guys like, wasn't he stuff peace like out fire in the second one or something i think that's something i seen. <laughs> maybe that sounds correct <laughs> um yeah. the second one has uh the second one i i saw i remember seeing the second one in theaters when i was how old was i when that one came out um 2011 so i was 21 it's 21 that can't be right i think so i think the second one is like already into the mcu era like it was like a late version of those like early 2000s yeah yeah maybe i'm mixing it up it's 2011 like that's i think that might be right 20 i was 24 i don't remember i i thought i was still like pre-college when i saw this maybe i'm mixing up with the first one well anyway in one of them because maybe i'm mixing up with the first one um you get we actually pulled it up on youtube last night and it's worth watching nick cage meets uh slate slade the cowboy ghost rider who used to be the ghost rider and uh it's played by sam elliott and sam elliott's like time for one last oh my god it's perfect and he like he go thank you (laughs) Oh, you're talking about Sam Elliott's casting, not my. Yeah, no, not sorry. <laughs> Damn. All right, I was like, that is pretty perfect. But, um, he gets up on his horse, and uh, Nick Cage is like, Are "You sure you can keep up?" And then, like, the horse lights on fire, and like its flesh burns away, and then it's yeah. just a cool sequence of uh, Ghost Rider riding side by side with a flaming skeleton horse, and it like looks just as cool as that sounds. Um, that is from the first. It looks one, cooler yeah. than. Is it oh, okay? Yeah. All right, so. Maybe. Wait, Idris Elba is in the second one? Okay, I need to watch. We we need to watch those movies for yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I West. Oh, I am. Maybe I'm mixing them up because Wes Bentley. Uh, I was thought was the villain of the second one, but no, that's the first one as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, maybe maybe we'll make time for him. I don't know. There's there's it a is, bunch of these movies coming up. Yeah, like. it is weird to think that the, so Daredevil the Daredevil movie 2003. It's only five years removed from Iron Man. Like we're very close to the yeah. beginning of the MCU, and yeah, it's like yeah. it still feels like a very different world of superhero movies. But like, yeah, we're yeah. very. Keep, I, I can see like very this. Soon. Yeah, like it. I, I think Iron Man's just more competently done, right? Yeah. But like, it still is very much like the first half hour is the origin, and then you like move into the meat of the movie. That one integrates the origin a little better than this, right? Yeah. Like the origin is tied in more. He like goes back. I don't. I don't know. I guess it's tied into the villain of uh, Jeff. Daniels? Is that the actor? No, it's uh, what's his name? Not Jeff Daniels. It's uh, Jeff something. Charlotte, yeah. tell. It's Jeff something. Um, Let me see. Yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, I think that's Jeff all Bridges. I have on this movie. Oh, Jeff Bridges. Thank you. Yeah. I think that's all I have on this movie. I uh, I was a little antsy by the end. I was getting a little bored, but like overall, I was kind of into it, and uh, I'm glad we watched it. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm glad like, you watched uh, it. Like we'll have the same. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched it. Like it it was fun. I I was like I think. After the end of the origin, once the actual movie begins, I was like, "Oh no, am I gonna am I gonna hate this?" I know it's like, it's not good, but it's funny. It's it's fun to to watch. I think it's definitely like the kind of movie like go what if you have some friends that are like interested about Marvel movies or something like that, like go watch it with them like with a with a glass of beer or something like it's it's that kind of movie just like making fun of it with friends. A single glass of beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> i don't know share, um, share one single glass of beer with uh, with your friends sure. with a group of friends <laughs> yep that makes um, sense the uh one of the main characters i think maybe the villain of electra the follow-up movie to this is mark miller is the na- character's name <laughs> so is it okay, yeah, that's, that's yeah. got like that's kind of like a funny <laughs> A funny dunk. On, it's like in, on in the Frank casting, Miller. you've got like Jennifer Garner as Electra, Terrence Stamp as Stick, and Goran Vizhnik as Mark Miller. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's kind of annoying. Um, yeah, it, um, it is. I really but I do want to see a movie where the bad the bad guy is Mark Miller. <laughs> Although it is, it's Mark Miller, but written Miller, with, written with an E, like Frank Miller. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. I yeah. uh, did people like this movie when it came out? Daredevil? Roger Ebert gave Daredevil three out of four stars. Damn. Called the film good, despite noting the almost typical superhero background. <laughs> he oh, called boy. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner suitable for their roles. Uh, <laughs> what a measured compliment. presence alone was menacing. I agree with that. It's so funny. 2003. I am getting a little worn out describing the origin stories and powers of superheroes. Oh, boy. That's yeah. adorable. Yeah. Well, it's true. I, I mean, like, I really remember living through this conversation where it was like when movies just started yeah. to assume that you would know or that you would catch up and it just being this sigh of relief of like thank you like you know you can have a real movie and not have to yeah i think homecoming yeah. was the first one where it's like no we're, we're just not doing that right because even Especially, Batman, yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man is like doing it in the intro scene yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah what uh what movie has the best like origin origin story mm-hmm. i mean which one does ooh. it like the best i think Batman Begins, I think, actually, is, like, very long, but I think is really good. Like, that stuff's really engaging, I think. Um, I mean, like, part of me wants to consider, like, uh, Captain America First Avenger as, like, an entire origin story movie, and I do think, like, it's very good at that. Yeah, Uh, I actually kind of think, I I think that works. Yeah. Um, Yeah, those are definitely standouts for, like, telling the origin and making it engaging and not just kind of, like, checking off the box. Yeah. Yeah. because a lot of times it does kind of feel well, like making that. it part even of the like, story, right? Which is yeah, even yeah. Spider Man that I love, like the first Sam Raimi Spider Man, it does feel a little bit like you yeah. know, here's the origin portion, but it's so fun. Oh my god, never! I can't complain about it. Like the origin, I, and now Marvel is like, you know what? We can't do it during the movie, but we'll put all the origins in the TV shows. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For better or for worse. Speaking of which, are you uh, are you watching Secret Invasion? I'm. I know. I I I've stopped the episode too. I I'm I'm gonna watch it, and I've gotten spoiled on a thing that I already knew, but like everyone already knew, but like still got spoiled on it. Uh, I'm hmm. I, I'm gonna watch it so we can do some kind of review on a on a van cover. But I'm. Oh, oh it's literally the only the first MCU show I've just like not kept up with week to week. But like, oh boy, mm. says a lot. Yeah, I fell behind on Miss Marvel and had to like binge that yeah. to finish it. But I did finish it, and I never finished What If. Um, no, you didn't need to. I got like halfway through, and you're... yeah, right. It's yeah. bad. This though, I'm like, oh boy, I gotta drag myself back. And I kind of wasn't even that negative, but like the thought of watching more. <laughs> yeah, right. Because like, okay, yeah. one one a week is fine, but like the thought of having to watch two back to back to to catch up is like, oh, that's it's like that's much. But also, no, if I don't, I'm gonna have to watch four back to back before we record, and that's no, that's too much. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, maybe we'll be back with a variant in a couple weeks, talking about uh, the entirety of Secret Invasion. I don't know. It also Ooh. just seems like. Uh, no one's watching it, so like, yeah, <laughs> the motivation to talk about it on show. Like, we usually have so much buzz in the uh, the Slack about every new show, and uh, yeah, it kind of feels like no one cares. We, which fair we enough. haven't really had that too much. Yeah. All right. Um. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, listeners, and thank you, Ben Affleck. Thank you, Ben Affleck. 
Ben Affleck. <laughs> ben Affleck. We're you, back. Ben no. Fleck. No. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with the beginning of 2004, where we're talking Daredevil. Very exciting. Um, we're nice. What else are we talking about? Talking about Daredevil and I think the end of Runaways, or the first volume of Runaways, Charlotte and I covered. Yeah, so some good stuff um, and then so Runaways. You can... I'm I'm, I'm moving <laughs> in. <laughs> Runaways fine. I know, it's... I'm glad you and I are unified on being a little bored by that. Yeah. Um, if you want to find the exact issues we're covering, they're in the show notes. And like I said earlier, on Patreon.com, for a dollar a month, get access to the spreadsheet. Yes, please. Music is by Disasterpiece. Thank you, Disasterpiece. And we will see you next year. See you next year. Bye. Bye.